Are you interested in possibilities beyond anything you've ever considered? Join me, John Ashford, alias Akintola, each week where I show up unapologetically me as a possibility seeker, an explorer of the universe, conversationalist, and a storyteller. Having worked with families, communities, and systems for over 30 years, I desire to explore with you topics beyond current realities and create something greater than the world as we know it today. Together, we can inspire, teach, and share with each other our real and raw ideas to change the world to the place we know it can be. Join me for some fun as we get real, funky, raw, vulnerable, outrageous, and inspired. Peace, John. Hello, people. How you doing? I'm really fucking excited about today. I have a special guest. This one sister I've been trying to get on here for a long time. She has been, you know, when I bring people to my podcast, I don't just bring anybody on my podcast, y'all. You know that. Uh, I bring people who inspire, who challenge, who thinking, who's willing to be brave, and they're badasses. And uh, I met Annalise about, I don't know how many years ago. She feels like one of my daughters. uh, And what she does, what she creates, how she raises her daughter, y'all. I'm going to ask her to talk about that, her business, nursing school. This motherfucker is bad as hell. And I'm so excited. Annalise, thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you. Wow. I'm just like, oh my God, she's here. So uh, where do you want to jump in? What do you want to start with? Let's start with parenting. Okay. I, I, I mean, her daughter, you guys, is a little angel. And I'm like, uh, she she's a single mom, and to watch how she raised her daughter, I'm like, and I'm awestruck and all the time. So let's talk about. It. Let's start with that. Okay, yeah. Ask away, whatever you want to ask. So, how do you parent? Before you have a kid, you know, you do a bunch of research, and I mean, I was freaking out. I remember I was freaking out about it, and um, I was so worried that oh, I'd have a kid and they wouldn't like me, and blah 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 blah. And I remember um, my my gosh what is she my OBGYN mm-hmm. um she's so sweet she was like this military like ex-military lady um with like a short buzz cut hair and her name was Patty and she's just so like blunt and I I loved it some people thought it was too abrasive but I really like that kind of um personality but she just looked at me and she was like you're fine and I was like mm-hmm. and she was like trust me The fact that you're so worried about it means already that you're going to be a great parent. And I just couldn't, I I was, I think I was 21 when I was pregnant with Anya. So I was really nervous about that too. Granted, I know that there was the whole like teen pregnancy, people got pregnant in their teens back in the day. That was a popular thing, but being 21 felt like I was really young and I was really insecure about that. I remember at the time and her just saying that she, pretty much just believed in me and was just like, no, you're going to be great. I can already tell because you're worried. Um, I also, uh, I also heard a thing where it's, uh, be firm, but loving. Mm -hmm. So I try really hard to embody that. Um, also, I, I don't know. I know everybody loves their kids so much. I, I just, I really do love my daughter so much. Um, and I just try to remember, I mean, I just try to tell her all the time like um how wonderful she is and how much um just how 
how impactful her presence just being here is on me and is for the world. And I think something else I try to do is I just remember what I felt like I had missing as a kid, what I felt like I needed. And so, so what are you doing different than your parents did with you? My mom did the best she could with what she had, yes. what she knew mm-hmm. and what she was capable at that time. My mom, everybody's people forget that their parents are people too, mm-hmm. and they had their own life before the kids and wearing the parenting hat is just one of the many hats that they wear. They're not just your parent; they are who they are mm-hmm. as that person. And with that comes all of their trauma, all of their baggage. And so with that being said, for who my mom was and what she has been through, she did the best she could. Now, granted, my mom was not very, um, my mom wasn't very loving for most of my, for most of my life. She didn't get very loving or cuddly until she went through some of her sickness when she'd gotten cancer and was going through stuff like that. Then she became very like, can I hop in your bed? Why don't you just hug on me? And I remember um, my heart hurt for her and I wanted to do those things, but it was so unbelievably uncomfortable for me. Why was that? And I think it's just because we never had that kind of a relationship. So it was really hard to be snuggly and lovey because we were not like that my whole entire childhood at all but me and my daughter are super affectionate to the point where I'm like oh my god she's she's turning eight like do I need to I need to tell her to stop giving me so many kisses you know like so why would you want to stop giving you so many kisses I don't know. Sometimes I get worried. I'm like, are, are I I get worried. I'm like, are we too affectionate? I don't. And then I have to remember, like, that must come from also your trauma and things that have happened to you and yeah. your siblings growing up too. So it's something that I have to like balance back and forth. And I've talked to people who've gone through similar trauma as I have with that aspect. And it's something that they grapple with as well, especially with their kids is like, especially you're you're loving and you're so affectionate, but at the same time, sometimes you're like, you get a little um, guarded and worried because, and that's due to personal sexual trauma that me and other friends have gone through. And I think that's, it, it, it just affects, it affects you. And it makes relationship stuff you're talking about that happens. Um, no. So like if you have any sexual trauma from let's say maybe being molested or raped or anything okay. like that um it will affect you as a parent. And I've talked my doctor actually mentioned that to me too and she was like just a warning with the trauma that you've been through different stages of your daughter's life is going to trigger some of that trauma within you. And so I think part of it's just that, but you just kind of have to like, you grapple with yourself, talk for a minute and you're like, no, I love my daughter. I am not a creeper. People have been a creeper to me. And that is why I'm being rushed with these feelings right now. And that's not the reality. And that's not what I'm going to feed into, you know, it's not yours. So you don't identify it as yours. So you let that shit go. Yeah. 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 Wow. Absolutely. So how do you, so let me ask you, so uh, some people might ask, well, being very affectionate, do you, how do you 
correct your daughter if she needs to correct them. I mean, what do you, how do you do that? How do you do that differently? How do you do that? And I, the reason I want you to talk about because I see how healthy you are with her. How do you do that? How do you help her make choices? Um, I will say that, so I do want to preface that also by saying like, I am not perfect. Sometimes I, my Anya calls it my mommy voice. You know, I don't yell at her because uh, is, but to her, it can feel like yelling because it's yeah. such a stern voice sometimes that comes out and it really affects her. And she has to let me know, like, you're using your mommy voice and it scares me. And then I have to apologize and take a moment and then figure out my right tone. So I do mess up with that. I came from a house where everybody screamed and yelled at each other. So to me, I'm like, I'm not yelling, but it doesn't matter because that stern voice my daughter does not like it and it's it's scary to her so i have to take a second and apologize and say you know i'm not perfect and i have the same emotions you have and so when i'm stressed out or i feel like you're not listening and i say things multiple times and i'm not getting through to you i have to i go i resort to using that stern voice because it's what gets your attention so i'm like so i need to work on fixing my tone and you need to work on trying to listen within the first couple of times. That's what we can both do. So we talk about stuff like that. I try to talk to her like how I want to be talked to, not like she's just some kid and she doesn't know because she does know, you know, granted, how you, huh? I said, granted, some things you have to make sure it's appropriate for that age level but I'm still going to be truthful with her and honest with her. And so, wow. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. So, you, so you treat your daughter like she knows stuff. Oh yeah, because she does. And she teaches wow. me stuff all the time. Wow. So I try to, I am very open to letting her teach me stuff. Yeah. I mean, I like when you say that a lot for me, that that's re really encouraging because as a, a probation officer for juveniles, uh, I sometimes, uh, I don't some most of 99% of the time, I actually am learning more from the young person than I think I'm giving them. And I do that. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but what happens is I'm opening up a pathway. So it's receiving and giving at the same time. So we're really having a dialogue instead of me pointing my finger, telling you you're wrong and you need to choose something different. And I'm glad to see you starting to instill that with children because if children had that, that if people could appreciate children coming with a knowing, maybe they were parent different. I don't, I don't know. I'm just absolutely. I'm, yeah. It's, sometimes people need to realize too, is like kids are so fresh, you know, so they're operating from a more intuitive level of, of genuine feelings. Whereas the longer you sit on this earth and the older that you get, um, if you're not doing an inventory constantly, your opinions, thoughts, and views are more instilled in you from others and not what's really real, you know? And so she is very raw. Y'all hearing this? She's badass, y'all. Y'all hear this? Get this shit. <laughs> I feel like my eye is twitching. I have like a lazy eye and I was going to wear my glasses, but the glare's so bad that I can't. No, so, no. Just no, a no. warning. If my eye's twitching, I'm fine. But my eye's like, ah, you're overpowering me. Or you need to eat a banana. Like, <laughs> potassium. So, um, 
you've had some trauma in your world before. And I've been able to walk through some of that trauma with you. And that's the come I'm so awe inspired on how you didn't allow the trauma to define your future. You kept on making choices. Can we can we go down that road? Like absolutely. Why, why, did, you, why did you how did you do so? Yeah, let's talk about that. You know, I've I feel like I've had a weird inkling my whole entire life that anything's possible, but I love it. Um, things I had, I don't know, I don't know where to start with this. Cause I could go, let's go where, where, where can I put the pin and then go? You you were going through some trauma. I think it might've been with your boyfriend or something was going on at that time. And then there was another incident, but then you bounced through this. I mean, you made some choices. So how did you, and you share with me before that you had a lot of trauma. So how did you, how do you go from point A in trauma and get to where you are right now? How'd you do that? I've done some odd things. So um, something that I, I've wrote about on like this little hidden blog I have, I call it my online diary is, um, so I was in w- one of the darkest, deepest depressions of my whole entire life, where it was almost impossible to get out of bed. And um, I just felt tired all the time. And I had a, a toddler daughter, you know, so I, that's really what kept me going. I was like, I need to figure this out. I need to figure this out. I can't be like this when I have a kid and she's so young, you know, she needs to go to the park. I didn't want to go to the park. Um, so what I started with was weird stuff. So I had obviously really bad um, negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. And they say you get the voice in your head from the environment you grew up in. And so, and that was just really toxic. And so I had to figure out how to change that voice in my head. And if I couldn't really say out loud affirmations to myself because I wasn't there yet, I couldn't say like, you're amazing. You're going to do this. Like look in the mirror and do silly, silly stuff. Like even like that yet, it just, it was hard. Um, So I started with finding online affirmations and turning them on, turning them on when I slept, hoping that they would download somehow into my body and into my conscious. I found, um, I found these things called like, it would be certain beats and it'd be like six, four, seven, clear, negative energy, HZ. And it's the, what I figured out now is those are the hurts. So yeah. it's, the, it's like the, the vibration. It's yeah. the way, like of how the sound comes out. Yeah. And I didn't know at the time because I wasn't in school yet, like why that would even matter. Like now I can see how that actually does work from a physiological level, especially when your body's made mostly out of water. Okay. So you're affected by all these frequencies and vibrations and now it makes sense, but Honey, I told you I'll be right with you when I'm done with this. Do you have everything you need? I'm just fine. Okay, that's okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I would listen to different, I'd find, I would just type in weird crap on to YouTube. I'd be like, heal trauma HZ or positive energy HZ. And I would just leave it on all day in my house as the background noise, as I cleaned and did stuff. Um, 
I started looking into, I started following this lady on, I found her on um, YouTube and her name is True Brilliance. And she talked about astrology and alchemy. And that was a good way to start off my journey of healing is because I started off there with just like learning about my zodiac sign, my family's zodiac sign, really what could be seen as like silly, simple, simple stuff, but it, it wasn't, I needed to start there. I needed like reasons for why things were the way that they were. And I was able to see those reasons and find those reasons through astrology charts and through the, where the planets are, where your, what houses your planets are in and stuff. And so when you learn about that stuff, it can tell you potentially what life you've lived and where you're going and for the most part all of mine was very accurate and that helped me I think I don't want to say depersonalized the trauma because that's not the right word Uh but it helped me realize like this is how it was supposed to be and I there's there's a reason for it and I I came through a weird I forgot how I got there, but I was like, I picked all this stuff. You know, yeah. I really do think that there that there could have been some, in theory, there could have been like, you're up wherever you are. And I was like, yeah, I want the really poor parents. I want the mom that was a prostitute. I want the mom that, with the parents that had a really bad drug habit and the dad who took off and then the mom who crawled and got herself out of it and became a drug and alcohol counselor. I want all these siblings. I want to live in a trailer and then I'm going to go through all these hard times and it's going to be really, really shitty. And then I want to have this glow up and this family and blah, blah, blah. I'm really like now that I'm more healthy, I totally think that I could have totally picked that instead of being like, I want the rich family. I want to already be born into the money, blah, 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 blah. I think I totally picked what I picked because, um, so, so I want to, I want, I want, I want people, I want people to, I'm, I'm going to say something about this sister. Um, in this space one time, Annalise came, she used to live on the beach was about an hour and a half or so from where I live right now in Washington. And, uh, the first time I went out there, I did bars and then she would come back in town occasionally. And I, she came by here and I did some SOP, an SOP session with her. And I want you guys to pick up the frequency when she was talking about the frequency about creating something, creating what she with her parents and stuff. I knew, I knew then that Annalise was special, that she had some magic about her. And the way you described about looking back saying, I created that and I chose that before I got here. I'm going to say something to you that I want you to really get. Most motherfuckers don't know that. Okay. Most people, if you mention, if you go to your job and mention that to somebody now, you go to your school and you tell somebody, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I want you to get, that's how badass you it's are. It's getting better though. People are, it's getting better. People are waking up a little bit more. And that's the thing I want to say about that. That is such a big compliment. And that is so sweet. The, the part that's bittersweet is that everybody is like that. Mm-hmm. Say you, that. What do you mean? Everybody is like that. Everybody is special. Everybody can do these things. It's your choice if you want to wake up or not. Shut up, girl. 
Shut up. Go it's, ahead with your it. Don't make me cry. Damn, make shut me cry. up. Go ahead. That's how come I asked. Y'all see why I'm excited? Looks a It'll funny. literally make me cry because you can think about people that you love and care about for sure. Like all of us can. Um that can do all of these things and you can you can feel it you can see it that it, it's it's a choice you have to choose to to wake up and pick so how do you but how did you do that why because if caught it because i felt like if i didn't i would die i was miserable mm. i was miserable all the time as before i had my daughter i can't think of I'm sure there is if I tried harder to think, but off the top of my head, I don't have good memories, like great things that were going on for me before the kiddo. I'm, I will say, actually, I just thought of one. Um, I met my tribe finally when I was in my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I have some other really good friends from like elementary school that would be sad if I didn't mention them. There's a couple of you and you're amazing and you know who you are. You're also a part of that tribe. But it, my junior year in high school, um, and this might be controversial, but it's better now because I see it's being offered as like therapy now. But mm-hmm. I found a group of friends and um really good friends and we experimented with mushrooms and acid and Uh and even ecstasy and they're using all these things for therapy now so you judge me if you want to anyone but it they're they know the benefits and how life-changing it can be yeah also will say for like people who haven't done it and especially kids if you're watching um I'm not telling you to do it. And I will tell you that I would not do it anymore. It doesn't work for me anymore. It doesn't, it gives you what it's going to give you. And then you're not going to keep getting it there. You have to go find it through uh, now. So, Girl. but it, but, but. The, the LSD itself, I was a very angry teenager, very angry. Oh my God. I had, I had a freaking attitude and I could be set off and I would go off and um, I was not a bully. It was more of like, don't fuck with me because I will freak out, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Very combative in, um, what is it? Defense as very defensive. And the, the psychedelic experiences I had, especially with that group of friends, completely shattered that and changed, changed that for me. 100 percent wow. that that deteriorated that granted I still had ups and downs for a few years after but the, the way it was definitely completely completely changed I became a way more loving person a way happier person wow way happier okay well, I want to take a break y'all because we're gonna come this is the part where I've never done this before but Annalise is hitting on so many cylinders right now that we're going to do this in two parts. So I'm going to take a break and then we're going to come back with part two of this. We're going to continue. Don't go any place. We're going to take a break. I'm going to pause this so we can actually start over.